Welcome back to the Code Adam podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to the survivors of the troubled teen industry. We are sharing our stories about our experiences in these programs in hopes to educate parents and encourage change within the system. My name's Julia, and today's interview is with Giselle. Um, Giselle attended Ironwood between March 2017 to January 2018 when she was about 13 years old. So thank you so much for being our guest today. Can you please describe your first experience in the troubled teen industry? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so my first experience in the troubled teen industry was Ironwood, um, and I was picked up by transporters and taken there. And you were transported by Safe and Sound? Uh, yeah, I was transported by Safe and Sound. Um, I was lied to about the program, so I was um, I was like okay with going. But I was, like, lied to about the length of stay and what the program was about and all, like, the rules and stuff. So um, you, what was your impression of, like, where you were going? So um, they, <laughs> they told me that I was going to have a, a puppy sleep on my bed every single night, that it was going to be more of, like, a summer camp atmosphere, like a vacation where I could just get away, that I would have therapy every single day, um that it wouldn't be like out in the middle of nowhere and I would only be there for two months. For two months. And you were there for a total of how many months? I was there for 11 months. For 11 months. Okay. So not two months, uh, like almost quadruple months. (laughs) And you, uh, what was your experience like when you did get there? Like what were, what, how were you treated? So when I first got there, I was, um, my intake was done by Ron Ann and Eric. I sat down in the cabin. I remember just feeling like, you know, just being treated like an absolute animal for no reason. Like they made me like strip off like all my belongings in like the bathroom, like, you know, like take off all my makeup, like basically just like strip me of my identity. I like try. I like went down to like tie my shoe, and like Ron and was like, "Oh, we almost got a code Adam," and um, I just like was treated like with like no respect at all. And then I had like these acrylics that I had just gotten done, and they made me um like rip them out, and so it ripped out my actual pinky nail and my like nails were bleeding for like days and like bruised as well. Jesus. Yeah. They ironwood. One of the things they do when you kind of get there is if you have piercings or fake nails or anything that's not allowed from the outside, you have to kind of just take it out. Even if it's like a new piercing and it's like, you know, painful to take it out or you don't know how to take it out. They find a way. So, um, when you first got there, you said that you were told that you were going to have a puppy sleep with you. Is that what you, what your, what was your experience like with your first night of sleep at Ironwood? Um, well, it wasn't a puppy on my bed. Definitely not. Um, I was given an egg crate, a um, very thin sleeping bag. And, like, a dirty wool blanket. Um, and it, it was very, very cold. Like, it was in the middle of March. Um, they had put me on reflection. They had, like, refused to, like, give me a coat um, for some reason. So I would only have, like, the, you know, bright orange, like, um, sweatshirt and everything. And um, I asked, I was, like, I was freezing, and they were giving me all these writing assignments, and I asked, like, may I please have a coat or a blanket or something? And 
then they said like we looked upstairs but we can't find any and then like I asked again and then they said like can't ask anything that's not pertinent to your writing assignments and called me entitled. For the audience who doesn't know what reflection is it is when you're forced to sit in isolation alone in a gazebo next to a fire pit that's sometimes on and sometimes isn't and write whatever writing assignments you're given that day in the cold doesn't matter how cold it is doesn't matter if it's snowing sleeting whatever you sit in this gazebo all day you're not allowed to talk to anyone you're not allowed to look at anyone you have to eat the food that you're given which is usually crappy because you're in basically being punished so um yeah that's ridiculous um so what was your relationship with the staff at the program when you were there um so i was like i was pretty young and like i was very very scared um i start i sort of like shrunk into myself so like with the staff there i just kind of like complied with like literally anything they asked me to do i wasn't very outspoken um and i tried to be very nice because i like sort of like figured out that was the only way i was gonna get out or like get through it um but even that wasn't enough um because i then i was told i was trying to be perfect and needed to be pushed more my program um but i was like quite picked on i did i did have staff that i liked but then there was staff that was like you know you could you could tell that because they were given power positions they used them to target kids this is a story that gets brought up a lot is um staff kind of like abusing of their positions as our staff did you personally experience that i did yeah um so when i was um at the farmhouse i was throwing up blood and a staff named kate she said it was a an anxiety attack and over the next few days i got really really sick i couldn't walk straight i was dizzy shaking couldn't keep any food down and i asked to be taken to the hospital and kate was actually working again so um she told me i should use emotional regulation and i actually ended up having to go to the hospital for severe dehydration ron ann was like really very outwardly rude to me um made me like she just like picked on me for like everything and persephone so persephone like um would like make comments on my body and actually like for some reason made me weigh myself every single day and i remember she went into my um like little like cabinet that you have for clothes and took my jeans out and then replaced them with bigger jeans and would always make comments on my body, which has like left, you know, effects on me to this day. It's disgusting that adults are like commenting on your body. And I, I actually can like contest to this because when I was a resident at Ironwood, the staff would con constantly comment on like you know if the girls jeans were a bit too tight or if they were like getting bigger or like just weird things um yeah about body types no, exactly and it was interesting because it was like the girls who were I guess you know taller prettier whatever that's like the girls who kind of got shot on like by the staff who would comment on their figure and it would be weird it, it, it was very strange like I got told a lot that like my jeans were like just too tight even though like it was just like my body type you know I can't I couldn't help it. Um, geez. So we were talking about, um, you were talking about Dr. Also being one of the staff that kind of gave you issue. And he was a medication person. Yeah, she was the um, psychiatrist there. So when I was like sent to Ironwood, um, I, okay, so basically like I, I wrote down like a list of like things that happened. She, um, she was only like av available like virtually. And at one point, like she actually like literally turned me into a walking zombie. I was taking eight to 10 different, 
like different types of medications at all extremely high doses and like I could barely function like I wasn't human anymore um I remember one of my meds in the morning required like food um like I had to like eat with it and you know like the med line at like fry and you have to like stand in line in the, in the cold while everyone gets their meds mm-hmm. um like no one would let me eat and so there were like many times where I would like throw up in the med line but but before I would have to ask may I step out of the med line so she cold turkeyed me off of several several different medications and withdrew me from like like a lot of different stuff like at different times which like caused like severe like withdrawal symptoms she told me that my melanin was what was causing me to be so sick all the time but it was actually the fact that I got Lyme's disease while I was at Fry from all the ticks so she took me off of it and came to the conclusion that my chew fruity melatonin was making me so sick that's fucking ridiculous okay first of all so from what you've described you were on like 10 different medications and then you know a lot like for a lot of people these medications can cause dehydration and then you're throwing up blood and it's like they're not seeing you know the effects of this they're gonna blame melatonin and then tell you that it's an anxiety problem I feel like that is ridiculous if someone's throwing up blood you don't say that it's anxiety because most times it's not there's like something else going on there and it doesn't sound like being on 10 medications at once is like a good thing for anyone ever unless they're like you know trying to you know survive cancer or something um did you ever get put on medication for your Lyme's disease I end up get yeah having to get put on medication for it it's just I feel like Ironwood doesn't take um like health problems seriously ever like they just kind of expect everyone to give the same amount of energy every day even if you don't have it even if you feel like your body's telling you "Mm, I need to sit this I need to sit this out and I feel like for a lot of like they don't let you sit it out they don't let you sit it out yeah and then it's like your body is going to react to that and then the staff are just going to call you crazy and gaslight you and say no it's not a health problem you're probably just faking it or it's anxiety like shut up I'm gonna silence you even more Speaking of health problems, so like while I was at, like while I was in the farmhouse, um, I like, I was getting these like migraines every single day while I was like, um, throughout my whole time at Ironwood, like on a visit to bring me to like a special my brain. And, um, I got an MRI and a CAT scan and he basically told me that the, like the stress of the environment I was in was actually like potentially dangerous toward the health of my brain since it was developing another thing is i got an x-ray of my back like the spine um while i was there and it showed that i had a crushed vertebrae in my spine because of the extent of the manual and physical labor i was being forced to do yeah i mean like and there like there's more like i still have severe back pain because of it like they overworked me like to the point where i like i would pass out and it was just like so bad and they did not care and I would get I would get I, I would get SR and demerits for passing out like <laughs> they'd be like it's an excuse I don't believe you that's how they treated anything any kind of problem that was happening that I would treat it as if you're faking it and you're just trying to like get out of something so I wanted to talk to you about what the rules were like at the program because there were a lot of them um and you get demerited and punished a lot for not following them so I'm curious to know what point in the program you decided like you needed to comply with all the rules and like you know what rules were the most complicated um to kind of like get into the habit of um I think like the rules that like were the hardest for me 
was just like the de like the de- dehumanizing rules, just like the may I sit, may I may I pour my milk into a glass, and may I pour, may I transfer that glass of milk into my cereal, and then like just like stuff like that, like remembering that like it's a thing because when you first get there it's like so hard because like you're going from like a human to an animal um and you're getting like it's so easy to get like demerited and punished and like you know even if your ponytail is just like a little bit too high like you can end up on reflection um but I think, like, when I first got there, I was just so depressed and so confused and lost. Um, I did I did follow the rules, um, but, like, sometimes I would just, like, forget. They, I had this one moment where, like, while I was at Fry, I, I think it was, like, I might have forgotten to ask to, like, transfer my milk or, like, um, something like that, like maybe went like 10 seconds over like my my time in the shower um and like they gave me this like demerit where um they basically made me fill this um wheelbarrow full of gravel bring it to the reflection area dump it out and it was Jackie the staff she said sort through the gravel like take the lighter pieces and put them aside and separate them from the darker pieces and do that until you're done and that was like six hours literally and then um and then when I was done she made me put them all back like sort through it and do it again and that's when I was finally like okay I'm going to be a robot I can't I can't do this anymore like it's it's robot time like because you didn't want to do that again how did it make you feel while you were like just fucking sorting out rocks different colors yeah I like I was in a lot of pain like physically but it's also like you know like you're just completely not human you aren't human you don't want to be there so you sort like for me my only coping strategy was like being like okay this is this isn't happening like it's not happening like it's fine and I was so young too so it's like I couldn't believe it was actually happening um and I felt like sort of like a caged animal like an abused caged animal and I I I was had like this moment I was like this isn't therapy this isn't a residential treatment program like no this is manual labor like this is a profitable industry so a lot of the times like these um like you know when a person or a child is sent away into a program like ironwood um the program a lot of the times well most times tells parents like this is what you're gonna you should expect your kid to say you should expect your kid to say this program sucks this program's abusing me blah 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 because it's a tough love program it's not supposed to be easy but like you don't have contact with your parents like you can't just call your parents up anytime like you're on a phone monitored phone call with them and your letters are like kind of scripted and everything's just kind of sent to them based on like you know if you earned it through the program like you can't even if you get abused at ironwood like you don't have access to 911 you're supposed to ask the staff for a grievance form so there's like no contact with the outside world other than the fact that you can sometimes write letters home to your parents but um i'm curious so like did you try to tell your parents like ironwood was abusing you and that you just didn't feel like it was helping or did was there a moment at ironwood where like you just felt like you could tell them or did you feel like ironwood already suppressed you so much that it was like not worth 
saying anything. Yeah, while I was at Fry, like, I explained everything that was happening. Um, I actually sent you the emails um, where, like, my parents were like, this isn't, I don't think this is right. Like, something's not right. And, like, you know, feel free to post it and get it out there because, um, you know, like, breaking code silence. But I, um, I did try to tell my parents, and at that point, they would just assume that I was lying to try to get out of the program um because that's what ironwood told them um so yeah i mean like they set they they do set you up in a sense it's like they tell your parents like don't believe anything your child says about this program because they just want to find a way out like this is going to be helpful and all that stuff but when i went on my home visit um i told like my mom everything and um I basically said, like, if I go back, like, I, I know I'm going to die. Um, and that's when they pulled me out. Wow. Yeah. It's Ironwood is like a, such a like an interesting place because like on a lot of hands, like kids coping mechanisms is to kind of just try to, you know, form this toxic positive behavior to kind of get through it. I kind of did that. Um, and I was kind of lucky in a sense because like I already tried to kill myself there. So my and then I just got sent right back on reflection and I was just like, fuck, all right, this isn't happening. I need to just like create this false person and like get up and graduate and that's going to make everything better. And for a lot of kids, like they're not able to do that they are like please pull me like get me out I can't do this anymore like and parents are like oh my god and they see this eventually like while you know the kids learn how to communicate a lot better and they're seeing them in family therapy and they're seeing the growth and all that shit happening but then it's like when the abuse still happens in levels like three and four and you're like through the program and you still like no um no mom I'm gonna get sent down because I can see that this program's literally just trying to profit off me that's when the parents are like hmm this is a questionable situation. And there um, was a, like another situation where we were talking um, in the previous episode where they literally consequenced an entire group of residents on Easter because they were talking or something stupid like that. And it's just like consequences like that that are malicious and mean where you're like, you know, forcing someone to sort through rocks all day. Like, what is that teaching anyone really? Yeah, exactly. It's not teaching anything. It's like, it's like breaking you down to a point where like you, you lose your humanity and I know I do keep bringing that up but like it's just like you you do you just like lose any sense of like who you are and like your soul sort of just like diminishes like I actually have an example of another thing because like most of the time like a lot of like bad stuff like that happens at Fry um but like when I was at the farmhouse um I think like one of the final straw to me was that like I was sent to pay off a demerit by Ron Ann and she, you know, the building that's right next to the farmhouse and it has like three floors and there's like the couches and then like the art room and mm -hmm. then like, yeah. So I was sent to clean, deep clean the whole art building. And <laughs> when, when it's deep clean, it's deep clean, like moving all the furniture, um, like all the like really big sofas. And like, since I was in blue, like they left me to do it on my own. Um, um, and like, you know, scrub the walls and stuff. And I had scoliosis and a crushed vertebrae. And also Duncan, the 20 foot hand horse had stepped on my toe and broken it. Um, so I was sent to do that um, on top of having a displaced hip from 
the abuse at Ironwood. Um, and I remember, um, like, trying to move a couch, and then, like, I, like, blacked out. And I went on the floor, and I, like, could not move because of, like, the pain that I was in. And this was, like, a week before I was going on my home visit. And I just thought to myself, I was, I was like, and I'm not the type of, and I, at that point, wasn't the type of person to pray at all, but I was like, I was praying and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to survive here much longer. And literally no one checked on me for hours. And like, I finally finished because, you know, if I don't finish the work, like, and they're not going to believe me if I say like, oh, this happened. God, that's, you know, what's terrifying is like my brain was like, oh, she's going to say that they found her laying on the floor and sent her down for not doing the work. That's literally what I thought you were going to say. So the fact that my brain went there, that's probably like, that's literally what I was like, oh, no, for sure. But yeah, Jesus Christ, like the fact that nobody checked on you and there are like cameras as well. So it's like they could have just checked in on you and just, you know, see if you were okay. But they were like, nah, no, um, I have I'm curious to know like if you think you'd be like where would you be if you hadn't been sent away like what you think like the transition from like going coming out of Ironwood was for you um I think okay so overall I would just be at peace with myself and I don't like thinking about it a lot because I do think that my life the minute I arrived at Ironwood like my life completely changed for the worse. Um, I, if I hadn't been sent to Ironwood, I wouldn't have any physical, pro- I wouldn't have as many physical problems like I have. And like, you know, I wish I could have enjoyed my youth. Like I was so young and I had it ripped away from me. And like my teenage years, I spent dealing with the fallout and effects from Ironwood. If I was never sent to Ironwood, I truly believe my life would be drastically better and my teenage years could have been beautiful. Yeah, I think it's really sad that that's the response in a way because I think that a lot of parents, you know, have good faith and hope that they're sending their kid away um, in a like in a time of crisis like a lot of parents do. And unfortunately, like programs like Ironwood are not set up for long term success and the transition from Ironwood back to home. It's like I heard this quote the other day it was on um, one of the Breaking Code Silence uh, platforms, but it was basically like the parent is the client, not the student, not the resident. And that's so true because when you're at one of these programs, they're trying to modify your behavior so that you can go back into whatever home environment you came from. And that doesn't matter if the home environment you came from was really toxic and your parents are really you know, hard to deal with or the opposite. Like maybe there really just like was a drug problem there and there was a lot of sneaking around and lying and they just really thought, "Mm, I don't want my kid to end up dead. And this is in the best interest. And I really am on the website of Ironwood and I see that there's horses and you get to sleep with puppies. And that's not really what happens when you go to Ironwood. Like they treat it as we're going to, you're, we're going to fix every little minor behavior you have so that when you get sent home you're just going to be this like robot like you were saying or this like non-human version of yourself where you just comply and do what um adult or like um authority figures say um so how do you feel like that description like kind of like rolls into your like life would you say that that's kind of an accurate statement like when you got home do you feel like um you were kind of just this robot version of yourself 
I definitely agree with that. Like, I had a lot of instances where I would just be like, may I step out? And my parents would just be like, um, what? Because, like, you know, to be honest, I don't think they really believed all of it and the extent of the abuse or they were in denial because when you pay $10,000 a month, like, you know, you don't want to actually... I don't think part of you wants to believe that your child got abused for all of it. But, yeah, no, when I came home, like, I, like, sort of just felt like my personality had just completely left. And I was, like, this empty vessel of, like, a being. And, like, all I could do was, like, clean and, like, do do laundry and, like, step in and step out. And, like, I had to, like, retrain myself to, like, do, like, just, like, the easiest, like, things that were, like, quote-unquote, like, fun or, like, hobbies because I didn't know. Yeah, I feel like I can really, really relate to that. I was just turned 14 when I was sent to Ironwood, so I was maybe a year older than you. But I mean, I was so young that like, I didn't even have a personality yet when I got sent there. So like the little personality I did have like was so gone when I did get out that like the whole cleaning and just stepping in and stepping out. That was just how my experience was when I got out. I was just like, this is all I know how to do. I don't know how to do anything else. Is this my personality? Am I just like this kid who cleans and steps in and out of doorways? (laughs) Like what? Um. Yeah, exactly. And I had people asking me like, you know, where were you? Like, and like, you know, I, I did have to like make up like, you know, lies. Like, I don't know. It's just like, cause I felt ashamed for a while. I don't know why I felt so ashamed. Cause it's like not something you should like be shameful for. Like, I'm think like, this is finally like healing and you know, like no one deserves this. Like no one. The trouble teen industry is just profit. And I know that for a fact, like when you go into a place like Ironwood, they're looking at you like, how much money can I get off of that person? And it doesn't matter, like, what they do to you. You know, I'm finally, like, I I had never told anyone, not a single soul, like, knew that I got sent to Ironwood, like, when I came back home, like, or any, like, center or, like, troubled teen thing, like, and you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, it's not, like, it did, didn't deserve to happen to me. Like, you didn't it's time choose to, come out to about get it. sent there. Like, you got sent away. Like, you had no choice in, like, what was happening to you because parents can just legally sign you away and then you're in somebody else's care which for whatever reason that's allowed but yeah I was very shameful when I got out I didn't talk to anyone I was sent to a new high school like people asked me where I was and I just didn't know how to respond because what do I say like I didn't even know how to just describe what I'd just been through at all like to anyone yeah and like I had like I repressed a lot because like you know at such a young age your brain is still like growing and like everything like that um it's still like learning like who you are like you're so you're so young you're still like a child when I came when I came back like it was just like so hard for me to like actually like find out who I was because I spent like 11 months being like a robot you know um I don't think I asked you earlier but did you have a code atom um i didn't but i have like a similar story um that i'd like to share yeah um so while i was at fry um and like this still stays with me today because like um sorry i like lost i get kind of like my train of thought like goes like all over the place sometimes but like what i was trying to say before is that like 
I have a lot of repressed memories and getting ready for this podcast. I read all my journals and I was like, whoa, like that, like none of this was okay. And like it was happening and Iron was still hasn't gone shut down. But anyway, my, um, my like story that's like similar to Code Adam was that like, I had a really close friend at Fry and I remember like, she was like, she was like me we were similar um and you know like if it felt good you know it felt comforting like to have someone that was like going through the same things as me like she she, I knew she was getting worse there like she was sent there for like around like kind of the same things I was sent there for and she went into the bathroom and drank all the chemicals and I never saw her again and I don't know what happened to her. Jesus Christ, like you, like even now, like you still don't know what happened to her? I have no idea what happened to her. I mean, like you're not allowed to know anyone's personal information, not even like their last name. That is terrifying. We'll, we'll have to look her up um, and see if we can find if, like, if anyone knew her last name before she was like taken or flee, just taken. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, like I do, I do think about her. I mean, more like yeah. it's like damn, like. You don't really, like, really appreciate life until something like that happens. And I, I I know, like, a part of me knows that, like, Ironwood, like, was very responsible for it. Like, because she would talk to me, like, you know, unmonitored conversations. She would, like, talk to me about, like, how much she hated it there and wanted to, like, get out. It's just that the scary thing is, for me personally, is I keep hearing similar stories of like residents who are in Ironwood or attending Ironwood going through a mental health crisis, whether that be like self-harm, whether that be like, you know, a medical issue, which can, you know, definitely develop under like high stress situations. Like a lot of these medical issues that are happening are because the stress and anxiety levels, especially when you're like in levels one and two are like skyrocketing. And um, the way that this this is always handled is like met with punishment rather than with concern and with like um, genuine like knowledge of like how to deal with these situations like the staff do not have the background or the knowledge to deal with a lot of the situations that are happening like in in these school like programs like a lot of these staff see like a kid trying to you know drink chemicals and they are like what the hell I'm going to punish you for that like they don't say oh my god this is a medical crisis like are you like they don't treat any of it like professionally or like um it just shows it just really shows that the training is lacking and the background that these staff have is not up to what it should be yeah exactly I mean like instead of like being like showing genuine concern they're like oh that's a demerit and like put you on reflection or take your color like it's ridiculous like you're supposed to be getting help and like you're getting worse so I wanted to um I wanted you to walk me through like a day at Ironwood for you like what was like a normal day at Ironwood for you okay yeah so um I guess at Fry a normal day would be like we would wake up um I think we'd wake up at around six um uh we would immediately like you know have our five minute hygiene um which would be like you have to get all your clothes on um have to like brush your hair wash your face you know brush your like brush your teeth like all in five minutes like timed if you were like even like a second over it would result in punishment um then after that like we went to the med line and 
sometimes we would do I yeah no if fry you would do like physical activity in the morning um and then at, you would have breakfast and usually it would be salty still like really gloopy oatmeal I don't know why it was so salty like it was just like why do you put so much salt in oatmeal <laughs> but um anyway and then right after that it's chores so it's either you're on the um like kitchen where like the kitchen and the um like dining thing is or it's the barn house um and then it's school then after that it's um then I mean like school lasted up until like lunch then I think it was just like more chores you know writing assignments yeah if you had like writing assignments you would get that done usually like all under cos which is code of silence means you couldn't talk or like move um and then like at the farmhouse it was like same thing like woke up around six um chores eating um work like you would work off demerits sometimes you work in the garden which was brutal like garden work was absolutely brutal because you would be like down on the ground in this crouched position just pulling out weeds for like a straight four hours and like if you're like hey can I take a break they just like add more time no there's no there's no way out of it either like it was work like every single day at Ironwood like even though I can't remember exact details like probably because like I suppressed them like it it was work every single day like child labor like and brutal intense work you can't take breaks like even a water break like when when like let's say like you're doing the like the physical workout in the morning and you say hey because I have asthma as well and I would say hey I really 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 need water right now they would not let me get water and it would last like an hour so and every single day you would be like forced to do chores that would be painful and like if you complained or even like showed signs of like lagging behind like like they don't ask if you're okay if you if you think if they think you're in pain they don't ask if you're okay or show sympathy like that's an immediate like more sr more demerit like you can get your color pulled for anything. Yeah, I think I'm really lucky that I didn't experience any severe health problems while I was there because I mean, other than the emotional pain I suffered there, like it wasn't met with like um me trying to like put on a happy face while I'm like also in severe pain just to get through the program like and it sounds like a lot of kids who go through Ironwood like you know are not you're not alone in just like you know the back pain that you had or like the out of place hip or um just even having Lyme's disease like you know even girls who just have a really really bad periods like they would just treat them like shut the fuck up like we don't care like get over it it's just hard to like put on a fake happy face all the time especially if you're in pain and I know that like personally like from people who've you know still have like problems from like severe injuries it's like when you're in pain you can't like ignore it you just have to kind of like at ironwood you have to just pretend don't you yeah no like you have to create your like the only way to get through is like you know pretend like create your own reality like you have to literally create a version of yourself that like isn't human and like doesn't feel and like speaking of what you said like because I think this is like sort of this relates really well I had Kate actually pull me aside when I was in my purples and like she was like 
you know you're not gonna get your greens like unless you like put on a smile all the time like literally said put a smile on all the time and I was like I said I can't help like my resting face like and I I didn't have like an RBF like it was just you know my resting face I was sort of sad um because I was at Ironwood and being abused um and I just you know so it was like so outward they were so obvious with what they were doing like reprogramming you reprogramming your brain to not be human to be this animal that just does tricks like and says yes sir like can I step in can I step out may I pour it's just really funny because didn't Kate have like such a bit resting bitch face like literally I feel like when I remember looking at her she just was like never happy the fuck she had such a she literally looked like she wanted to kill someone all the time yes like like, she would like put on that fake face when parents would be around or with other staff would be around or if everyone was having a good time you know she'd be like here I am but I mean for the most part she just was like a mean human and just would constantly like look at you with judgment or like annoyed she just constantly looked annoyed um I'm I'm curious to know what the lasting effects of iron would have been for you um the lasting effects of ironwood so i have severe ptsd from ironwood i get nightmares like flashbacks um i'm very scared of horses uh panic disorder and like severe anxiety and like i can't open up to people or trust people and i'm like living in a constant state of fear um of either being sent back to ironwood or a place like it or like safe and sound or transporters coming to get me like kidnap me and like take me in the middle of the night um i also have like sort of like an issue with like people pleasing um and i have physical problems from forced labor um severe back pain like worse than scoliosis um and i've like lived with like this like feeling of like a part of me is missing like after ironwood and like i just can't get it back you know um i have a mistrust and authority um perfectionism disordered eating um from persephone constantly like commenting on my body other staff commenting on my body weighing me um and like replacing my jeans the food logs and um the food they served me would make me sick because I was uh I had a specific diet I had to follow and then also like being forced to count or sing in the bathroom after meals and like I lived with like this belief I'll never be good enough my relationship with my parents after Ironwood went to absolute, I'm not, I'm not going to swear. Um, it went, it really downhill. Um, and fast. It was horrible. I didn't think it could get worse, but after Ironwood, it got worse. And I think part of it was, you know, they didn't really want to believe just how bad it was for me. Um, because I had told them like, I need help. Like, you know, I'm waking up in the middle of the night from nightmares thinking I'm back there. And you know, like they don't really want to believe that. Um, at the end of my journey, I was broken completely emotionally, spiritually and physically. They had turned me into a robot whose only job, purpose and intention were to do hard PC, work off SR and demerits, do chores, do deep clean, follow rules, ask to step in, ask to step out, and the simplest things. The human being part of me and humanity was ripped away from me at such a young age and reprogrammed. They had reprogrammed a human being, and my brain was never the same. I didn't get better at Ironwood at all. I got worse and even developed new problems. I learned to hide even the simplest emotions like laughter, which could get me 
punished and in trouble, especially if it was COS. After getting pulled out on a home visit, I was left emotionally fit and physically devastated. Barely any support from my parents because in their eyes, I just wasn't taking accountability when I was actually trying to tell them and communicate to them that I had severe PTSD and needed help. I'm so proud of you for coming on today and like sharing your experience. Like I know it's a lot to like even remember some of the things that come up and like even afterwards, I'm sure you'll be like, ah, oh, like I wish I'd said, you know, this and that because there's just so many layers of things that you could say about Ironwood. I'm just so thankful that you could come on today and give just like, you know, more details and, you know, open up parents' eyes to what's going on behind closed doors. So thank you so much for being on our show today. Um, you're just such a strong and brave person. And I know that's like a kind of a cliche thing to somebody who's a survivor because you also are like a survivor and you've been through a lot and you will continue to have to like heal and grow from these experiences. But I mean, you're already just doing so amazing by just articulating yourself and, you know, knowing that what you've been through is something that, you know, wasn't supposed to happen to you and shouldn't have happened to you. So I'm just already so proud of you for like acknowledging those things and like knowing that you're, you know, doing your best by trying to like talk about it um but we also talked about another program that you went to after ironwood and what was the name of this program um so there was two programs turning winds in montana um i went there twice both for around um 10 months and turnbridge in connecticut and i went there for about um it was seven months seven months so about three years in total after Ironwood, right? Yes. Okay. Of and my life. These programs were equally, if not more abusive than Ironwood. And it's something that I think deserves a whole nother, you know, a whole episode just, you know, dedicated to talk about these experiences because Ironwood is abusive in its own way and has its own rules and is very, you know, centered around the way Ironwood runs things. But I'm very curious to know um, about your experiences in some of these other programs. So we're actually going to have you on for another episode pretty soon. We'll have to discuss when we're going to record that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that you got to come on today and, and give your experience with Ironwood. And um, I'm looking really looking forward to interviewing and hearing more about some of these other programs. I just want to say um, how truly grateful I am for you. Uh, I know that when you came down and mentored me, even though it was for like a little bit, you gave me hope that like, you know, Ironwood wasn't forever. Um, and just to be on your podcast is an incredible step in you know my own healing from the trauma that I endured in the troubled teen industry and in Ironwood and in different programs um I'm beyond excited to be on another episode and just you know continue to bring light into breaking code silence and such and um what you're doing is unbelievable and extremely hard work and I just want to say thank you